man who killed the dog was. Uh, well, I just think... Me, Yeah, what's up? Hi, Mike. What's yeah, happening, man? Happening. Everything sound cool? Everything sounds great. Yes, I'm on the road right now. I'm in New Jersey. And um, I'll tell you what. I saw a thing on TikTok today, and it pretty much described. Remember the last time I went to um, New Jersey? Do you remember mm -hmm. what happened? And for, yeah. anyone, for, for anyone that's just watching this first time, I've, what was that, like three episodes ago or something like that? Two episodes? Mm -hmm. Long story short, the Hertz incident. Well, another incident. Oh, right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. <laughs> I'm really, um, I'm starting to worry about myself. So show this, um, show this <laughs> thing that I just showed you. It's just a still frame. I saw this and I belly laughed. <laughs> parents of today please don't talk back to me it, it's not nice the kids <laughs> okay parents born from my era 1980s and earlier say something else so i could snatch your motherfucking lips off your face well <laughs> let me tell you something um it struck again. So here's here's what happened. I'm in Morristown, New Jersey. All right. Now one of my one of our old neighbors, they want to take uh, me out for my 55th birthday. Which, so, which I don't think is a big deal. I mean, 60. Yeah, he turned 50. I think 50. I can honestly say it was the first age that I ever realized. Wow. I'm going to be dead. I'm, this is, I'm dead. This is it. Like, yeah, I'm not getting younger. I'm 10 years to 60. I'm 20 years to 70. It's, it's game time. It's going down. And that's, it, it's making 70 or 80. You, you got to hope you don't have a stroke. You hope you don't got to break a hip, or rip your calf like I did on a stage, not even doing anything. So, you know, get the gout three, four times a year. A lot can go on. A lot can go on. So 55 is not a big ordeal to me, to be honest with you. So with that said, I have two of my daughters, my two youngest daughters. And um, I also have, how ugly is that picture in the background? Like, <laughs> what is my grandma, like, what is my in-laws? We got these, these red this is like some 1970s i don't even know how to describe it but then again they are that helps a little bit a little bit so so we go to morristown new jersey all right um it's a big square a lot of young people my neighbor wanted to go to this one particular place so it's my wife my two young daughters her daughter and we we couldn't get in this one place. It was packed. It was jamming. So we walked to another place. Incredible Mexican restaurant. N O M N O M. It's um, I don't know if it's Nome or Nom, but if you're ever in Morristown, New Jersey, inc I, 
incredible place, I have to say. They were short-staffed, running around like lunatics, but th they pulled it off. Our waiter pulled it off. He was he was making drinks. I don't get what is this. What is the shortage with workers? Do people just not want to work? So this guy was behind the counter. He's food running. And it's not like the place was that packed. This guy's serving food, taking the. I, just, I don't get what's going on with the whole short. I just, I, I don't get it. So this poor bastard's run like an idiot. I have one cocktail, ordered one cocktail. As soon as we got there, we got there at like, I don't know, six o'clock. My only one for the whole night. It was. One of those, yeah, you put this in it and that in it. It tastes like you're drinking fruit. You don't taste any alcohol. Zero buzz. Takes half hour to get appetizers. I knew ordering another round of drinks was not going to happen. Um, food comes out. It's incredible. Life is good. Life is good. Pay the bill. Give the guy a nice big tip because I know he's busting his ass. Always give like 25, 30%. At least I try to. So if you're a waiter or a waitress and you didn't get 25 uh, or over 20% to me, that's my nice way of saying you fell short tonight for me. You fell short. So now we're leaving. And here's where the evening takes a turn. And we're walking back to the parking lot where my car is parked. And I see a bunch of young kids, uh, or actually, actually, I don't even know what they are. I just see a group of people filming in the street. Um, they were, you know, they didn't have credentials. It wasn't professional, in my opinion. And we're walking, and my kids, of course, took off. My two youngest one and my neighbor's daughter they're about, oh, we'll meet you by the car. You know, God forbid we walk with parents and adults. God. So they take off. Here come the three adults. I see these kids filming. When I say kids, I'm thinking 25 and under. To me, that's a kid. That's a kid. And whatever they're into, I don't want anything. To, it's, it's, I don't want nothing to do with it. So I'm not even looking at them. But now... My wife and the other one, my angle is, they're like, what's going on here? I went, please just keep walking. Can we not get involved with the, with the kids, with the cameras trying to get? Um, and the other thing was they were, um, they were uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. Not from the area, in my opinion. I, who knows? Whatever. Kid, whatever. Doesn't even matter. I didn't sense anything spectacular was coming out of this. So as we're walking up, now my wife goes, oh, you know, what's going on over here? What, what's going on? I said, please, can we just keep walking? And I just kept walking. And as I keep walking, I stop and I realize my wife and my neighbor are not with me. So I turn around and they're talking by the camera people, and I hear my wife going, "No, like, what kind of questions are these?" And it, I, you could see my face a little red right now. I'm, I'm literally reliving the event, and my ears <laughs> are getting hot, and my face is getting hot. 
it is the light, but I'm also getting hot. And so I go walking up to him and I go, uh, what do you, what do you, and that's when I notice they're filming my wife. So I come behind the guy. So picture a square and you see her just going, no, I just want, I just want to know what kind of questions going to be. So I go from zero to a hundred because in my opinion, this is not a discussion to be had with this particular group. That, that is the, that is the quick decision I made. This is not going to turn into, Hey, what's going on here? But the cameras are already going. Oh, they all got their cameras going. They didn't ask my wife. So the camera's on my wife. She doesn't even know it. So I snag the phone out of his hands and I'll like, I probably have this look right here, right here. And I go, let's go. And, um, that's when I realize it's my kids that are standing there that they're asking these questions to. And I, I had no clue they were even involved. And, and the neighbors, the neighbors going, no, they, let's go girls. And that's when I turned and went, what are you, like, what are you doing? And then my, one of the kids, I won't even say if it's mine. I'll just say one of the kids, now nah, it was one of my kids, gets annoyed and pissed at me. Pissed. Dad, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I said, let's go now. And I give, he said, hey, man, give my phone back. I gave the phone back. And they're like, yeah, yeah. they can, I'm going to say they felt my intensity. I was intense. I didn't want anything to do with this situation. No one got threatened. No, I just did not. Let's keep moving the parade. We're not talking to kids with cameras and everyone. And so I find now they turn around like, hey man, everything's cool. I said, I'm the dad. Let's go. I said, I'm the dad. Not cool. Let's go. My voice raises. It's growing, it's drawing a little more attention. We start walking back the car. My daughter's like, what's the matter with you? And I went, what are you doing? When I say, let's go, let's go. You took his cat. I said, he was filming mom. And she goes, no, he wasn't. And dude, if I gotta take a deep breath, just thinking about it. Two deep breaths. I went, yes, he was. What the fuck? You know, now I'm, oh, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't flip. I went, yes, he was. And she goes, why don't you have another drink, dad? Dude, if this was another guy, this is why I love what I had to show. This was another guy. I wouldn't have hesitated and the fist would have been already through, like this whole area. Just bang! You still be hearing that. Bang! It'll be no thinking. But I just, 
so I started, I launched out like, oh, thank you. What do you, what do you want to fit? And then she was starting, like, you know, they're YouTubers. Oh, please. Please. What do you think they're going to ask you? So this is getting asked. She don't want to talk to me. She's leaving, going that way. And I'm going this way. My head's on fire. My face is redder than this. And I'm just, and then my wife's like, Jim, Jim, Jim. I'm like, no. no. So now I'm trying to calm down. Um, and then I was like, okay. I walked about a block and I went up to my daughter. I'm like, hey, listen. I, 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 she went, no, you don't get to apologize me after screaming at me in the street. And I was like, well, that's because you, you know what? I'm sick of you not trusting me. Oh, dude, it was bad. It was not a good scene. It was not a good scene in the Brewer family. And I want people to know this because, A, I'm human and real. B, you just think, oh, well, you live this stuff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's how quick you're involved. With. And they don't know who I am. It had nothing to do with that whatsoever either. So long story short, we had another talk later that because I don't like dwelling. I do look back. I, I, I don't, I'm not sorry that I snatched the phone. I'm not sorry that I, that I was like, let's go. Um, so then, you know, the end of the night was like, I said, come on, let's talk about this. And we went outside and again, she was like, well, you had, a, I was apologizing because you're sitting there and you take them like, what's the matter with you? I'm like, what do you think? That again, and it goes again. So then it lasted. I couldn't sleep. And then finally in the morning, um, you know, like, hey, man, I could have acted differently. I could have acted differently. Um, was my gut feelings, I still believe that my gut feelings that I acted to my gut feelings. I don't like that they were filming mom without permission and she'd even know it. That never leads to anything positive. And um, as far as he's screaming at you, I apologize. And if you feel embarrassed because I lost my snot in front of them, I, I'm sorry you feel that way. And I just love you to death. And we had the coolest birthday after that and all that shit. So, I just had to give that. I had some other parts that I wanted to start off with um, where I was going to talk more about uh, what is what is a woman, which is tremendous, but I don't want to eat up too much time because I got a cool guest today. Um, and then maybe we'll get to it a little later today. But I just want to let you know, yeah, I lost my cool again. That's twice now. I don't know how many episodes we've done, Mike, but that's twice I've lost my, I, I lost my snot street. That could have turned real bad real quick but whew, i don't know if it's my age i don't have a midlife crisis i'm thinking going back to africa next year i'm, I'm thinking about hanging out in belize for two months i don't know what's going on with the brewer man i really don't <laughs> you know you know how i can tell when you're getting intense you do this thing with your sleeves and you like you throw them <laughs> up like <laughs> i do this yeah yep. do that yep that's that's the street Long Island kid. Like when we got to get, when we got to like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now what, 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 what are you talking about now? What's going on? What's, what's going on? That's us. That's, that's, that's Long Island Jimmy. We're going to name him. He's called Long Island Jimmy. Long Island Jimmy came out twice 
in the last two months. And when Long Island Jimmy comes out, there's Fat Jimmy and there's Long Island Jimmy. Long Island Jimmy does this right before things are about to go down. Some people <laughs> spit. Some people do this. Some people go, yeah. They take their shirt off. Long Island Jimmy does this. Wait, 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 wait. What are, what are, what are you trying to tell me now? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I do this. You're right. I didn't even know I did that, Mike. <laughs> I see a, I see a new segment in the future, Long Island Jimmy. Long Island Jimmy. Boom, boom, boom. Anyway, good God. So I want to bring on um, a comedian, a podcaster. Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you know this guy. If you don't follow him, perhaps you should follow him. Uh, I, I, I don't believe we ever met. But I would watch him. You know, I, I, I don't I don't watch comedians. I really don't. I don't enjoy. You know, some will say, "Hey, man, you see this?" And I'll and I watch small clips here once in a while. But I don't look out. And I'm, but I remember seeing this guy a while ago. And I was like, "Oh, this guy! I, I like this guy." And I would see him at Gotham on uh, Gotham clips and like, Oh, I think this guy's on the rise right here. This guy's going to be interesting in another year or two. And that's just me up in the woods <laughs> coming through the woods. Like, What's going on? Who's that guy? Um, but I think he's really funny, really smart. And he's been through a lot in life. And that's what I love about people in general, besides just being a comedian, besides just doing what you do in life. When you have that, powerful deep embedded background and you and you crush and you come through i have nothing but respect for you and um he's one of those guys please welcome uh, mr dave landau did i say that right dave you did I mean, thank god that really would have you know how bad i would have came out of gate just here's dave ladow it's just or <laughs> something bad you're good but, man we we did motor city together once in detroit Long Wait a time minute. ago. Are we talking five years? It's probably been about five years. Easy. That might have been the first time I played. Yeah, it may. It may have been. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a while ago. Though. It was a long time ago. Did you hang out afterward? Did we hang out? Not really, because I think I I watched your set and then I got out of there. Casinos are bad for me, like everything else. So I kind of just took off. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, now, quick question, Mike. On my end, he cut out for a second. On your end, it's good. Yeah, he's good, man. Cool. Okay. All right. Very cool. Um, so, what are you doing these days? You're touring, but you got this this whole other tour. Like, it's is it? Well, I'll let you explain it. Uh, well, right now uh, I'm on the I'm on Louder with Crowder with Stephen Crowder, and uh, we do Monday through Thursday every uh, morning from I guess ten fifteen ish is what I say until about uh, whenever we stop, and then we're doing a thing called the Rebel with a Cause tour where we're just going from different theaters around the country and doing stand up. Um, I'm kind of doing my thing, he's doing his thing, but we uh, he's a bit different. He hasn't been in it for a long time. So he's getting back out there and kind of doing reps where I haven't stopped on the road for the last 19 years. So it's just cool to be out there and actually have like a theater of people who actually know who you are since I've been just doing, you know, like comedy zones to nine people for such a good chunk of my career <laughs> where I just wanted to hang myself. So it's just, it's nice to, it's nice to actually go out and see fans and like finally do something that, 
I think is important and I, and to find a fan base that I didn't even know that I had, you know, it's a very cool thing. And after doing the Anthony Cumia show for a few years and getting kind of those fans and then coming over here and getting these new fans, it's a really cool thing. And that, that's really what we're up to right now is just doing this tour, doing a show and uh, hopefully other big things. I'm trying to work on a sketch show and some other stuff and hopefully that'll drop uh, later on this year. You got way too many goals, bro. Way too many goals for me. I'm, I, I got exhausted after torn. I, I already, I'm already exhausted. You, you sketch it. I, I, this year, said, you know what? I'm going to start. I mean, I've been dying to write a script forever, and I just started writing this thing. And I can only, I can't make things up. I can only write what I know. Dude, it's taken me it's, it's like two, three years now to write 30 pages. And then I'll, and then I'll go back and like, this is it. And then that's just, that's, you're out there just crushing everything. I should have wrote Thank something you. today. I'm lazy though. I'm not gonna lie. I'm lazy. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first to admit to it. That's um, all comics. I think because I'll do something. And then towards the end, I'm like, this is fine. This is enough. And then I'll just turn it in. I'm like, this is good. <laughs> that's what I, I don't know if that came from our high school years because that was me with every every project. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I gave three quarters effort. You know, that's, oh, that's all you need. the only thing I did extra in high school was the fact that I went there for five years because I was just <laughs> exactly. <wasted. laughs> yeah, it was fun. But yeah, I did, I did a movie uh, 10 years ago, but I, I had no clue how to actually make one. So a lot of it shot in a car. I had to like guerrilla style in grocery stores i i made it way too complex to actually shoot like yeah. i'm proud i'm proud of it but it, it's a lot of mistakes in it you know just because it was a learning curve so let me ask you this as you're i got a couple of questions for you but as you're i would say finding yourself you've been at it i think you just said like 18 years and 19 years whatever you've been at it it's a long yeah. time yeah yeah are you finding more um of yourself with the louder with crowder um your recent stand-up or just finding out not afraid of the person you are anymore it's finding yeah you know it's an interesting question it's i'm not really afraid of the person that i am anymore finding out who i really am and it's interesting because i'm on a political show it's a very political show that's obviously right-leaning, even though I would consider myself sort of moderate. I really would have considered myself liberal, but I've just been shoved into the right by whatever the hell the left is now. But I'm finding more of myself on stage, and I really do believe that comics should be allowed to make jokes and talk about things and acknowledge what's going on and be able to punch up to what actually is in power. And that, put, that puts me on Louder with Crowder. And that to me is it's kind of crazy it's like it's odd to to look at like somebody like somebody like you or Chappelle or all these people that i looked up to and see what they are now and see how people don't like the comedy that everybody loved growing up all of a sudden is problematic and it doesn't make any sense for me it, it and it, the more i find my own voice i'd say the i the less offensive it is but the more offensive it seems to be to the supposed mainstream public even though i think that's fake no nah, that makes totally sense fake. yeah of, of, of course it's full-blown fake it's full-blown propaganda it's full whatever runs the corporate and the media and all that it's just it is 
whatever they show, you got to remember it's quite the, it's a, I don't even know where it comes from. I don't know what that agenda is. Right. The, the demon. I don't know what it is, but it's amazing. One thing that I remember was a struggle. Like you're talking with the being on louder with Crowder, which is clearly uh, for the right. Yes. But you're not full blown. I, I'm, I don't like being, categorized whatsoever i think that's super dangerous yeah, i think it's yeah. i think that is the beginning of and, and why they get everyone fighting you're vaccinated or not vaccinating you're gay or you're or you're whatever you define yourself as you're left you're right you're conservative you're, it's just it's all the big circles you're trump lover you're a trump hater it's it's almost comical once you catch on to that but one of my biggest struggles in my whole life dave and I don't know if you're going through that right now, is A, not trying to be lumped into a group, and B, when 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 Half Bay came out and all of that. Oh, yeah. I, I remember I, very well. I found myself um, trying to appeal and trying to appease a crowd that was buying... 1500 tickets 1000 tickets you know 2500 tickets at the time playing rock clubs throwing pot on the stage you're our hero and all that jazz and you know by I, next thing you know i've got two kids while i'm touring I'm like i'm not i'm not really the i'm not the guy but i'm gonna keep trying and then there was a time where i was just like hey man i i thanks for the ride still love that character but i'm moving this direction if you want i don't know where it's going but i'm going truer to who i really am and i tell you when i got rid of that fear i was scared to death but when i got rid of that fear um i just came to terms with it doesn't matter you, you gotta think of like friends if they're not going to support you who you are then you don't want them around anyway you don't need them around and I, I don't know if you have any of that struggle going on right now when you're live. Absolutely. Uh, in a lot of ways. Not so much when I'm live. I feel like I get to be a lot of myself. I do toss in some red meat, but it's stuff that I actually do believe. You know, it's <laughs> sure. it's like I, I'll, I'll just make jokes about Biden and stuff that I, you know, like it, the fact that there's just stuff you, that is very obvious. The fact that he's always got bruises, like he's dating Chris Brown. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like they're always fresh or just that he's, you know. Just the fact that he could be taken out by soup. Like, it's just dangerous. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, there's, 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 there's stuff about, like, there's That's stuff right. about, about, about the last two and a half years that do genuinely bother me. So it's why I'm actually able to talk on the show because I, I have a, I have a distrust towards the government. Oh, um, you don't say. Yes. Yeah. And it's basically because of, you know, a story that goes back with my dad who was in Vietnam. He got Agent Orange. They didn't do anything to take care of him. So I don't trust that. that so And right now I feel like the left and a lot of my friends who went against me for even going on to this show is mm. are the ones who don't understand that it's like these people are the ones that destroyed my family and yeah. I have every single right to go against them. And I feel like this is a show that goes against that and I'm allowed to say my opinion. And, it, and it's odd because it's like, I don't feel like like SNL, for example, which you were on, was always my goal. And I yep. and you 
to me, I put that show on now and I don't even recognize it. I don't know what it is and it's not the trash anybody you know, but it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even look like the same show to me. Like I grew up watching you. I grew up watching, like I'm wearing a Farley shirt from. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I, I was a diehard fan. It's it. And that was always like my goal, the things that I was aiming for. And it's all kind of slipped away to, well, where else do you go? I want to write sketches. I want to make fun of what's going on in power. I want to make fun of, you know, who's in power. Where else do you go to do that? And you really can't, there's no mainstream outlet that actually allows you to do that. And anytime I've tried, I've been removed or like, I've been like, you know, if I got it on a late night show, all of a sudden I'd have a date, but then it would never be actually given to me or, you know, like it was, I always just got kind of screwed with. So I'm, I'm doing what I felt like I ended up finally getting a chance to do. You know, again, it's, it's holding to who, who you, who you feel comfortable, who yourself is. I remember whatever I came out and said, and I meant it, um, I'm not doing any shows that require the back, the, the, the vaccine card. Yes. And I don't watch TV. Thank God. <laughs> and I don't, and I wasn't going to read the comments, although I knew now this went on. So about three days later, and I had no intention, but just to like, Hey man, I'm sorry. I got to cancel these two gigs because they're forcing this. And some of the fans are losing their minds. I'm not doing this. I'm just not doing that. This is crazy. We're in the Nazi world. My yeah. opinion, my opinion. Well, the amount of people. And from what I understand the the media came after me like a bunch of savages. And then Tucker <clears throat> came and reached out. Tucker's yeah. people said, Hey, we'd love to have you. And I went, no way, man. No, no way am I doing news with this stuff. I know how into into like try and everyone was reaching out at all different angles, reaching out, but they also know their game. Yeah. Their game is they pull you on their alleyway and then you know they let you talk for a second, but they just and then they just put the tape on your mouth, make you look stupid, and they, they say all these things, and blah blah blah. And, you yeah, know, it's not a fight. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Tucker was the only one just let me speak. He didn't even interrupt. He just I let saw. me speak and say what I had to say. And I couldn't believe the amount of people that were so political, like, oh dear. Like I, like I pulled a child out of a house and just, how dare you go on that? It, it was, and it actually made me feel better. <laughs> It made me feel better yeah. to see these people losing their minds because it made me realize more, you're the ones I don't want to be with anymore. If you can't think, so if I go on Howard Stern and say the same exact thing, am I a, a, a liberal now? But if I come over here and say the same exact thing, if I go to a black crowd and say the same joke and the white crowd and this crowd and blah, 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 well, if you are the black crowds, so you ain't with like the, the stupidity of not listening to the message to sell humanity short. You're selling yourself short when you're not listening to the message and you're just politicizing everything. It's, it's pretty nutso. But I'm glad, I'm glad you stick to it. And I, and I got to say, it wasn't, 
it wasn't it wasn't hurtful it was more it was more eye-opening i just couldn't because yeah. i just consider it it's common sense yeah it's common sense you're the one that's sitting there watching the tv going ah, ah, unvaccinated yeah. should not go in a hospital ah, like just morons right. I, I, yeah. disturbing <laughs> Well, and I, I never felt that it was like a microchip there to control you. I, I grew up, my mom was a nurse and I'm vaccinated with absolutely everything. The only reason I didn't get that is because it was something that came in during the Trump administration and everybody was against it. Then it just switched to Biden and now you it was it became mandatory. People were losing their jobs over it. So right. when it came to coming to my show, it didn't make any sense. So I said the same thing. I'm not going to check for that at my show because my your medical history is none of my business. It's not it's not mine to know, and that shouldn't be anything that I should have to know. It, it didn't make any sense. We were locked up. We were trying to avoid something that I didn't know. I traveled the entire two years going back and forth from New York to Detroit to do Anthony's show, and the only thing that I got out of it was first class because there was nobody else on the planes. And <laughs> It wasn't bad for me, you know, and my my son had it. He didn't even feel it, you know, um, and I'm not saying it wasn't bad for some people, but everything around you. the vaccine for my own personal opinion was, look, I've done so many drugs, massive amounts of cocaine. I've put pills in my mouth that I just found on the floor. Like if I'm looking at something, <laughs> you know, like if I'm looking at something and going, I don't know if I want to put that in my body, that's not a good sign. Like other people should probably feel that way long before me. Like it, it was so strange just how rah-rah people were about something that seemed very untested. And now we're, I don't see how we were wrong. No, That's the all. crazy part. I know. I, and that is the crazy part. But... It is what it is. But I, I find it interesting. I want to go back to something you just mentioned. You said, you, which I have very similar feelings, the way veterans are treated. And when oh, I say yeah. veterans, I mean veterans that seen battle. Mm -hmm. And so you got to see your dad, and you have some feelings towards whatever, government or whatever it is. Because you felt your dad comes back from Vietnam, which in my opinion was a well-orchestrated genocide to our own people. That's why when people go, you, you really think the government would do that? I said, did you see Vietnam? Did you see Vietnam? You didn't have a choice. Here's what your choice was. If you don't join the war, you go to prison. Yep. The only way to stay out of it is you got to go to college so we can teach you what we need to teach you that you think you're so important that quite frankly you're just good at memorizing what they're showing you and you're paying good bill for it and if you couldn't afford going to college you were forced to go fight whether you wanted to or not whether you had a belief or not you were forced and you get guys like your dad coming home. And then not only did they do that to our own civilians, mm -hmm. to our own people, your father, yep, my cousin who never came back, my uncle that died of a, of a, of a broken heart. 
and the many, many, many other that are still suffering, that are still disturbed by the way, not only do they do that to our own people, our government did that to our own people. Then they dripped all the drugs out and all this fake music. Hey, grateful Dead. I'm not saying the Grateful Dead's bad, but I just think it's a little weird how all of a sudden acid came out of nowhere in the 60s during the Vietnam War. Yeah, which, and, was, a, uh, which was also a government-designed drug when you, uh, you actually look at the... It was, it was essentially truth serum or was attempted to be truth serum. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and I did so, a ton of it. <laughs> and, <laughs> Dude, it was, I was always scared. Oh. I was always scared. You know what I did take? What's that? Say, it's too late. Yeah, my kid's going to... Okay. <laughs> the worst thing that I did was mescaline. Oh, I didn't and, that, yeah. Oh, dude. That, we were sleeping over for um, no sleeping. AC, ACDC tickets. And that's what my... See, you're the wizard guy. You were the guy that... You were the guy. You were the convincer. You were the convincer. See, it was you, Dave Landau. That mm -hmm. was my friend Phil that was going, there's no sleeping. We're not, we're not sleeping tonight. We're going to stay up all night and we're going to trip our balls off. Like, no, 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 no. That's drugs. And you, Dave, with a guy going, you're not going to die. You're not going to die. <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you something. Which is great when you feel like you're going to die. <laughs> I, 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 I never thought I was going to die, but I will That's say good. this. That's good that you I had do, a good I will, experience. Well, I will say this. I was in a parking lot and, my, and I had to pee really bad. So I just remember the Dave Lando character going, Hey, uh, <laughs> let's go. You got to do, he said, you got to pee in the, the Aussie pole. It's a tradition. So I'm trying like, okay, we got to go in the Aussie pole. So we're walking in the parking lot for what I, I thought felt like an hour. Clearly it was like five minutes. And we go from one pole. He goes, that's not the Aussie pole. And we walk to another pole. And man, the trip is like, whoa, he's boxing me in. This, it's like an imaginary box. And he sees me starting a trip and he goes, listen, we got to make it back to the sidewalk. But whatever you do, don't step in the darkness. No, what, do you, what, what does that mean? And he started, he, started, he started pointing to all the grease stains. And he goes, once you're in the, once you're in the darkness, you don't come back. And he just took off. And all I remember, just all these people on the sidewalk laughing. Da, 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 da. And they were because I was stuck in a parking lot for, I thought, <laughs> like an hour because I was afraid to step in the darkness. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't like that. Acid, whole different. I don't know how you did that. Uh, no way. No it way. Was, one was enough. No, it's, it's so odd because it's something I wish I wouldn't have, but I did probably. We've ballparked at around 400 hits. I still have a thing called, I have a thing called HPPD where like, I'll still see, like, I have these like occasional, like, you know, I don't, if people say it's like a flashback, but it's not, it's just, I'll have, you know, things will move. I'll have certain feelings, like just sort of like not a flashback, but I have like issues with my eyes and it took a depression, like, and it took a psychiatrist a long time to figure it out. And then he gave me all the wow. symptoms and I was like, Oh, that's what that is because i started taking it and doing a lot i started taking anything i could get my hands on when my dad got sick and oh wow i mean the first time honestly i saw my dad he had a halo drilled into his head and i came home and i was on five hits of acid and he's like wow and he's like he's like where were you because i was sneaking in i'm like where were you 
I'm like, what are you? <laughs> you know, just like freaking out. And it, it eventually I'd taken 13 in one night. My friend took 19. And seven days later, I think it stopped. And that's when I just realized, like, okay, I'm going way too far with this. Wow. And and I and I realized like, but I was I think I, I wanted I was so depressed and down and like confused by the world that I think I was trying to kill myself wow. subconsciously with so much different, you know, so wow. many different things. Like it wasn't it wasn't so much a fun experience, it was just this constant escape of reality for me. Wow. So, so this was like so your dad's still with us or no? No, no, he died when I was a teenager. He had gotten um when he was in Vietnam, he got Agent Orange, uh poisoning from Agent Orange. Um okay. which was uh if people don't know, it's kind of a poison they use to kill crops so they could kind of see the Viet Cong, that sort of thing. And it would allow them and it could also allow them to get through like, you know, the jungles a lot easier because it would kill all the plant life. Well, it also did horrible damage to the soldiers. It causes the, even the kids of soldiers, which I'm lucky to not have, have spina bifida. Um, you know, there's all kinds of issues with it. And really the, the VA for years have just hoped that people die of Parkinson's or cancer or brain cancer, soft cell sarcoma specifically is what my dad had. And they gave him nothing. They said it wasn't their fault. Now, isn't then, that great? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that great when you say, I remember my dad, once he started going towards the end, it was like, well, you know, you could check in VA hospital. The closest one used about an hour and 20 if he gets yeah. in. I mean, they'll treat him there. I'm like, can't, can't we get treated like over here and, and do it through a VA hospital? I mean, he was, he was, uh, he was shooting guns and stuff. Da, 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 da pretty intense where he was at for a yeah. couple of years well you know so that's why it would drive me crazy and still does mm -hmm. when i'd see i remember years ago like mccain and whatever i didn't know the guy much but anyone ever comes out like we gotta do more for the veteran well why aren't you doing it why do you have to be president before you do it why do you have to why do you have to run for whatever office you are to say you're gonna do it why aren't you doing it there's no, there's no actual thing that's changed though. When it comes, to, if you change anything in politics for the better, you're removed because then it takes away the game. That's what I fully believe because right. the whole thing is about division. So if you actually try to get anything done, what's the purpose? I mean, it's the same reason why, how do these people that are on, on a public, you know, a public pension or a, a public salary, how are they multi, 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 multi millionaires? It makes no sense. But it's the all, sorry, sorry, it's all corrupt. No, no, go ahead. It's all it's just all corruption. No, it's like to me, it is the greatest circus. And I keep begging people, you know, you're watching the January 6th. You're you're going, it's everybody that's clowning you is multi-million. Where do you think they get that much? Where do you think? Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all of them, both sides, both yep. sides. Where do you think they get all their money from playing your emotions over and they're stealing your money? Dude, did you see? Uh, you might not want to. You might not want to touch it. I don't no, know, it's that. fine. I, no, you'd be no, 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 no
Um, so you grew up watching your dad, which be quite frankly, you watch your dad get sick. And, and how old are you when you 16? Uh, well, no, when he first got sick, I was 14. And then he died when I was 18. Uh, but he, uh, he was about 13 when he started getting headaches. But I mean, he was like the coach of our baseball team. He started uh, Babe Ruth in the city where we grew up right outside of Detroit, which brought in like kind of inner city kids and, um, you know, like the local kids and coached. And like he was everything to like a lot of my friends who didn't even have dads. So mm. I, we, I watched him deteriorate, but he had to go around the country to have different neurosurgeries. So like we, you know, like they lived in Boston for a little bit and I was being watched mm. by my aunt and like my grandma. And it's like, you know, I'm just stealing pills from my grandma. I'm just, you know, whatever. Like I feel I have my own abandonment issues because of it. And it's because when you're a teenager, you don't know better. You're selfish. And th th unfortunately that's part of life, you know? And he, uh, eventually the VA said, after he passed, you know, we do owe you something. Um, your dad did die because of it. So my mom filed the paperwork and this was years later. And then they denied it again. Wow. After they agreed to it, then she uh, killed herself. Which wow. Was because she just couldn't live without my dad anymore. So she ends up doing that. And then I ended up finally reaching out to the VA and it's like, well, your mom filed the papers wrong. I'm like, you know, she was mentally ill. Like at this point, I don't care about money. It's like, could you just apologize other than, you know, and the guy who I talked to, who was a former soldier in Vietnam was, you know, very, very understanding. And it's a different thing because the guy on the phone is not the guy who he has to talk to. He's, 10 people above them but my aunt and i fought it for a very long time and it just comes down to pushing you through the system until they can give you as little as possible or hopefully nothing and or now hope you, that you finally go away yeah and i mean really it's like look at the people coming from afghanistan i have uh he's a second cousin but a cousin who uh my cousin nick who is in a basement that he can't leave you can't leave anything sharp down there he was in afghanistan yeah. You can't, if he goes near a gun, it's over, yeah. you know, that's, and that's really, I feel like their goal. That's what they want to have happen. And it's 100%. Yeah. 100%. And not only, and this is what pisses me off. And again, this is why I get so agitated when I see everyone fall for this clown circus every single day. Keep your eye on the end goal, which is these demons, these soulless savages stealing your money enslaving all of us it's exactly what they do and that's what they do hey, democrat republican you, if you can't get out of the game you're already lost you, yep. if you can't you know and they say you know this country ain't free really you know i'll give you a tiny tiny little thing i go to a ball game i haven't I've been to one in years and every time i'd go they'd honor a veteran every fifth inning or whatever inning yeah, the Mets. Yeah, correct. Yeah. At the Mets. Yep. Thank you for knowing that. I yeah, think yeah, just yeah. you know, part of me is like, yeah, I'm a Mets fan, but, <laughs> but I would go I to City Field when yes. I was in New York. Yeah. Yeah. So the Mets would always do it, and it would drive me nuts to watch Pride Month or mm -hmm. this day. And I'm like, so hold on, let me get this straight. You, you just you get to 
wear crazy clothes and be, you know, hey, I sodomize. However you got there, God bless you. Whatever goes on, but hey, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have rainbows, and then you you have these statues. Oh, we're gonna put up a statue, or you have your one day where you give it to uh, it's Veterans Day, and yeah. no one. Hey, we're gonna barbecue on Memorial Day weekend. It's such a spit. It's such a make sure you get for your Memorial Day weekend. It's such a snot rocket on every mm -hmm. child involved, on every wife involved, on every ch every single part of the family. And it just, I, I, I do feel more people are waking up um, and seeing more and more. You know, I was looking at a, I just, I don't want to get too far off, but I get agitated. No, but you're you're right though, because, and, and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, go but, ahead. No, no, but, no, you are right though, because it's, more kids right now know if you ask the difference between veterans day and memorial day they don't even know they don't realize that memorial means it's death right it's it's honoring that's the yeah. difference you know right. and it's veterans is also honoring in a different way but it, they don't really understand the concept of what it actually costs for what is the for what this country is and i do believe that america is a great country i believe we are massively flawed because unfortunately the politics of it are rapidly destroying us. And it's because the people who are in power are the ones that want it there. That doesn't make it worse than any other country. It doesn't make it, it, it but it does seem, and it's not, it's not a conspiracy when you look at any sort no, of global, these global are facts. thing. Yeah. Right, these are facts. Look, yeah. If you don't believe that there's a global issue, then okay, we shut down pipelines. Gas is now $5 a gallon. Do you really care that there was an earthquake or two in Oklahoma where there was a plate? Do you really want to talk about, like, are you worried about pollution? Do you have any idea the amount of pollution that comes out of China versus the U.S.? Like, you just, once you see everything, you go, I care about jobs. I think people should be able to put food on the table. I care about people who want to have families. I care about somebody who's single. I care about human life. There are people who are greedy and want money and power and have that narcissism. They don't care. That's a sociopath. Anybody who is, anybody who's able to go, I want to be the leader of everything is a psychopath. There's no other way to put it. You're absolutely right. There's really no way. And all they want is to, to say, we did this and we did that and we did that. And what they're really doing is just enslaving more and more and more. Every and day. More. And, and they get all the dummies to fight each other. <laughs> more guns. It's pure stupidity. Anyway. Endless, endless dopamine release, and you look at, you look at like the Pride Month, for example. I know so many gay people who that's not their identity, but they want you to believe that's the only thing that identifies them is sexuality. So it, they pump it into the culture, they pump it at kids, they do all that, and that's what bothers me the most. It's like that can't be your identity. There's no way to consider. That's like saying the only thing my dad was was a soldier who died. That's like saying the only thing that I am is a comic. Like. There's layers to every human being, and we're trying to take this like one thing. It's okay to honor somebody on one day for something brave they did, but there's other things where it's like, look, I'm I, the fact that I have to eat rainbow potato chips means that I'm not homophobic and I don't want to murder a trans person. Is exactly. absurd. It's absurd. Like, and it's beyond if, absurd. And it's a it matter of fact. I that 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 makes me. I call them reality phobic. Yes. You're reality phobic. 
And you're 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 phobic of the feelings that are deep and real and real human and real humans like myself and yourself and so many others. And I'm I agree, it's it's ridiculous. I don't know where this is coming from, but they do need to be pushed back very hard or at least shown I'm done. We're done. I'm not putting up with it anymore. Well, yeah. I, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, well, it's like, do you think like rainbow Doritos are a big hit in Afghanistan? Like it's not, they, they don't market to anybody unless they know they're going to buy it. That's all it comes down to. It's nothing more than a campaign to get you to buy stuff. They don't care about you. Exactly. It, that's what I find so insane. Like You walk into Target and there's just rainbow stuff. It's like, if it wasn't popular, you know, like in the 80s when people were worried about AIDS, did you see that stuff everywhere? That's no, right. They couldn't sell it to you then. That's the difference. That is the difference. They couldn't sell it to you. Norm McDonald. I love Norm, man. I know you, you and him were great. Yeah. He was, he was, he was flat out. He didn't care about the response. He had a no. thing. I didn't keep it, but it was like, and remember the good old day today they have parades and and rainbows remember the good old days when we just you know we we sodomized one another and <laughs> try not to get aids and i was like oh my i just it's like all over TikTok right now like oh my god I, but it made me think <laughs> it made me think like Oh my God, this was connected to AIDS. And now we're like, hey, hey, put something. Yeah, we should push this. Like, are you, and again, why would you define yourself from sex? But to define the, the human in you, the, the great soul in you, the, the inspiration in you. But if it's right. gotta be defined by your sexual behavior, that's just pure madness. Pure madness and is you know, you go go i don't know whatever no I, norm's, I norm's right and i loved on his last special where he just said it was such this beautiful farewell i thought that you know and he had only known that he had and, and i'm sorry for your loss and i just uh, i love that he said he goes i remember i asked my dad i said to my dad i said i have a uh, he goes i think i'm a girl and he said no you're not you have a penis and i said oh right and he goes yeah <laughs> And he said, I forgot how hateful we were back then. <laughs> it's just this perfect joke of, because Norm's brilliant, but he's trying to play the guy who's not. And that's what I always loved about Norm was he's this genius, but he's he's saying something so simple. Yes. You know, in, in, in a way to point out what's going on. And what, all that that stuff is, is being thrown to us to confuse us, to make people angry, to make people mad at each other. That's and all. And I feel bad for the people who actually do have to deal with that as an actual mental problem versus mm -hmm. the other people who just use it as a trend. Correct. And, and again, I think everyone's, I'll use everyone as, as victimized. It's, it, to me, it's like yeah. when we grew up and we're watching MTV, no one's going to, you couldn't sell me wearing a dangling cross earring and having a mullet and wearing spandex pants and thinking I was cool as shit at this at the local fair. But MTV <laughs> showed me that. And there I was. So I'm not I'm not saying like, hey, doing the appraisal, because I think wherever their information is, it's just as vulnerable. It's just as except for it's a little, in my opinion, a little more it, it, it's it it's harmful. It's reckless. It's 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 yeah. uh it doesn't do, it's not doing a creative good thing.
And I was part of it. I was uh, I was very much into hip hop. I remember I wore the baggiest pants ever. And my I dad hated you. Oh yeah, my dad saw me. He's just like, great, you found a way to look shorter. Congratulations. <laughs> Good work. You know, and it's just my dad. My dad. I snuck in. I got the earring. Yeah. And I and I forgot. Oh, I had, I had, I had six, and I remember he went pluck pluck pluck, and I had one left. He goes, you can keep that until I decide you can't. But anyway, sorry. I mean, <laughs> 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 he was oh, so mad. My but sorry oh, mine wasn't mine wasn't that intense he just did it because my mom my mom was behind him and she knew it was coming so i forgot about it. he was sleeping on the couch and it went right by on his chair the archie bunker chair and yes i snuck to my room and i forgot i had it in the morning i got up and now my breakfast and he's just staring at me like this and i went what's what's going on he goes what's in the ear and i went Oh, it, it, Dad! It means your key went. Jesus Christ! What are you gonna get a skirt now? We're gonna wear skirts now? Are we gonna are we gonna start start hopping around like a band? and my mom's like, oh, stop, Jim! It's the new fad, and that's what they do. And, but I look back, I'm like, here's this guy. He's a World War II vet, a man's man. I'm coming. Hey, what's going on? Like, you don't get it, Dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's the exact same response I was. And it's my with. kids. Like you don't understand gender, Dad. There's forty of them. Okay, uh, sure there is. Okay, <laughs> sure there is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true though, because everything. When you look at your dad too, because you know he's just thinking like, or he's probably said out loud many times, "I went to war for this, so you could do that. That's great. <laughs> I would have just stayed home." <laughs> um, so i wanted to pick your brain on one on one last thing of course which i thought i don't know a lot of guys that do that but you you do you perform like what i don't want to label it the wrong way like rehab shows or shows for people that have been in rehab or something like that did, did you say something like that did i hear that a little bit or no uh yeah i i have actually i um um i've i one of the first thing people told me about it was bobby kelly actually who you know because the first time i met him he Great got human. my yeah he got in my car and he was on the phone with colin quinn who i met later and he gets in and i blew into a breathalyzer and bobby's just like my feature just blew into a breathalyzer and he hasn't even brought his cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> and this is like oh this about 13 years ago. And uh, he had kind of told me, you know, his stories and stuff. And then we, and not to out him, but he's talked about it openly. And um, he, he told me a bit about, you know, like where you can go in that direction. And uh, he's always somebody who I, I guess I, I bring up because he, he was very inspirational to me. And uh, over time, yeah, I started doing rehab shows. I started doing them for, um, I, I don't really do them for any much money or anything like that. I just go right. there because there's people in the audience who are about to get out, which I think is very important to talk to them because that's the second you're going to relapse. And there's yeah. people who just got there and they're still shaking because they're withdrawing from heroin. And there's wow. people that are still there trying to figure it out. And it's heartbreaking because, you know, I always say it. I'm like, some of you are going to make it and some of you are going to be dead. And some of you, you know, it, 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 
because you have to take a moment to be serious and to talk about the program that they're in and how to take the program seriously. But I do. And what I've been lucky enough to do is, and you actually inspired me a lot in this in your storytelling, to be honest, and that's not just blowing smoke. I really wow. admire storytelling on stage and I was always kind of afraid to do it. And I ended up doing, this is not happening for comedy central where I talked about going to a ju uh, juvenile rehab when I was young. And they let me do two stories where I mixed it with two things, but I, I got to talk about where I was put in a mental hospital and I roomed with a wolf boy. And it was after I had bonged a fifth at uh, this kid's house and I ended up falling through a glass table. And it was one of, I ended up being arrested 13 times. And it's, and I, yeah, it was a disaster. And I'm able to, and I'm able to talk about this on, stage and and I, I talk to now i've learned how to do it to a broad audience to where i'm not shaming anybody or making them feel bad if they drink it's that's your choice right but oddly over the years i've said something where people come up to me and say you said this on whatever show one guy said i said just go 11 days and i've said that a few times they go just go 11 days and if your mm. life doesn't feel a little better then mm. just go 11 more not even the 24-hour thing i go just because it's this goal that I think is just small enough to reach. Maybe it's my own philosophy or whatever. But when somebody comes up to you and like says, you saved my life, that means everything to me. Because I don't feel like I've saved mine. I feel like I'm still... Addiction is, you know, it's... Uh, it, 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 addict is, you know, it's, it's addict. It's a, it's a slave. That's what it is. You're a slave to something. And it's a dragon that never goes away. It's there. It's always there. It's always in my ear. It always wants me to let it out. I'm not going to be able to kill it. I know that. But right. I can ignore it. I can keep it quarantined. I can keep it yes. away from me. And that's how I view my life. And I'm able to talk about it on stage. And honestly, I love it because I can talk about these insane stories from a distance. And I know who I'm talking about. I know that it's me. But it's also this very, very dark part of me that I, I don't want to keep hidden. I want people to right. know it's there because I know that they have to hide their darkness too. And That's I love right. doing that on stage. Well, God bless you, brother, because Thank I got to be honest with you. It's people like you that I absolutely admire and love because you come from, we all come out again. We all come out of it going, hey, you know, I want to be funny, be the best. And then we hit a spot where we go, you know, all that is so phony. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't come from anywhere. And just like you said, and I know your fans do this, just like you said, and my wife taught me a lot about this too. She goes, Jim, there could be one person. Yeah, you might have slayed tonight. You, they they might have said, oh, I saw this could be in this, but no one makes me laugh or Jim Brewer. None of that mattered, Jim. What matters is that one person that heard you and you inspired their life because that that is going to be way more powerful than all of them going, he's the funniest guy ever. Yes, you're funny, but there could be one person in there tonight that you might just change their world because you're willing to put it out there. And Dave, you're doing that, man. I freaking love you. And I hope Thank people you, come I love see you, you on Thank tour, you. man. This is, I, hope we come, I hope you hang out again. I, I would love to. More. I would absolutely love, love to, man. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, I suck at plugging, so I'm going to force you to. Dave Landau's, um, you go to his site. Yes. Where can they find you? You watch uh, Crowder and Louder every day with yep, Dave? Louder, good. You uh, yeah, 
Monday through Thursday, louder with Crowder. Our tour revel, uh, this fall will be touring uh, like Nashville, uh, West Virginia, some other places with uh, Rebels with a Cause. But you can check out my solo dates. Uh, a lot of funny bones and stuff coming up at DaveLandau.com. Uh, just go there. You can get tickets. And I got a couple albums out. And I'm working on a special right now. So hopefully the, the, and the special, I really want to be largely, you know, stories. And I'm so I'm, I'm very picky. Like I filmed one and I, I'm just really hard on myself. So I think I'm going to be doing it again. So we'll, well, we'll see. Uh, well, you're not picky. You just know what you want now. That's called your zone. Yeah. Your no, zone. No. You know what you want. And I'm glad you said that because there there is something where you really you go out there and you crush every joke and you learn how to do these like one liners and you, you, you're crushing rooms and you're, you're like, Oh, I'm burying the headliner. And they, they say I'm better. And then, you know, and then you realize that there's actually something so much bigger than it. And I would listen to you guys, like you and Patrice on O and a and talk, like talking about how like first you learn to kill, but then you learn how to be a comedian. And right. that is something that right. it, it takes years and years and years to learn. Takes a long time, brother. Man, this is yeah. a lot of. I, I had a really great time with you, and I hope you did too, Dave. I, I did. I, I wish you the best, brother. God bless you. Safe Thank journeys. You. Go crush them. Appreciate it, my crush friend. Them. Thank you, Dave Landau. Everyone, Dave Landau. Thank you, sir. You got it. Um, love his story. This guy. I love comedians like this. They they go on these journeys. They, they, I would watch him years ago and I knew there was something in there and now he's letting him true set. Dude, I, that was a great conversation. Um, I hope you had a good time today. Um, on a different note, God, I hate, I always feel weird with this transition, but we have guests coming next week too. I believe we're going to do a bunker next week, um, which is also going to be, I believe, very funny, like belly laughing funny. Eddie Bravo, he call we call each other all the time. We he makes me belly laugh on the phone. We uh, he's God, he's funny. He kills me on the, he kills me. But today was really. I I I hope you guys get to check Dave out on the road, and see what he's about. Louder with Crowder. Check out check out Dave. And um, see what he's all about. And, you know, some people will love him and some people will go, eh, not my thing. But I, I, I hope to pass him on the road without a doubt. Really enjoyed Dave Landau. Uh, he's out there touring. Jimbrewer.com. I have dates. When I'm in Alaska, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I'll talk to Mike about it. That's not until July. I'll be in Anchorage and then I'm doing something cool and funky. So maybe I can figure out something or how we do it and then um we have a new merch coming and the studio being built in florida as we speak i wish you all the best thanks for all the happy birthday stuff stay positive and know when the circus is trying to draw you in they're taking your supplies they're trying to scare you again they're getting you to fight each other stop stop get to know each other don't talk politics politics is a waste it's a circus it's nonsense um but they are definitely going for it right now they're going for the purge take the guns starve them to death screw the borders it's 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 
Game on, baby. Game on. Be safe. God bless. And to Dave's father, who gave his life and his family's life, and to everybody that's done battle and their family that had to deal with when that person came back from battle, as we celebrate the most ridiculous things in humanity, as we put on pedestals people that are well-produced and have billions of dollars back in them so they can steer you in directions and go meet with Ukrainian presidents to sell agendas. Get out of the circus, or at least know you're in one. Go make someone smile today. Go, so, go, go make someone, in, go, go inspire someone. All right? Be aware. But remember, we got to lift each other up in the meantime. God bless you, man. Love you. Have a good one. Take care, Mike. Welcome to the Bruniverse, and I hope to see you at the Bruniverse next week.